0: Welcome to Probing Gaia, where Steve and Joey are bending over, opening their third eye, and allowing the light of the Gaia Network's consciousness-based content to fill them completely, changing them from the inside out and flowing onto you. Today we are probing into Ernst McKenna's prognosis. Special guest
1: Um MS-DOS? Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course.
0: <laughs> yes. Oh, <got> <laughs> MS-DOS?
1: <laughs> uh, please, less of that accent here in Prague, sir. Oh, yeah. You're very close to a border that uh, frowns upon that.
0: <laughs> what uh, what the fuck was going on with that waiter guy? Like, I know it's a bit, I guess, but like... that's yeah, a- I'm like, it has to be a bit, right? Yeah. Because he's
1: like coming in and mentioning things. I guess this is their... Again, some, okay, so anyways, well, we can dive into it later, but yeah, some some goofy thing I'm assuming, I'm going to, okay, uh, sorry, my voice is sounding weird to me. Um, yeah, some goofy bit of these like very high thinkers yeah. that are like, oh, he'll come in and it'll be so meta that the waiter also right. knows them and is showing at the right time and
0: but it will also be very grounding for the yeah. viewer, so they're not just getting awash with philosophical nonsense.
1: I eat my cake and no right. one else is eating anything this whole time, man. Well, I, and like We all thought it was going to keep going on, like this revolution, but maybe we're all here and
0: right. having water and cake. I... uh I kept I was very preoccupied because I think Ram Das became like vegan or something. So I'm like, oh vegan, there's no way vegan? Oh vegan.
1: Sorry. I yeah. was thinking I think he messed up saying vigo
0: because it was like oh. <laughs> I think uh Get a Vigo look. I think the then Czechoslovakia was pretty close to Carpathia, <laughs> where Vigo's from. Yeah. Uh <laughs> Eastern Europe. But uh uh, no, I was very, I was like, God, is he going to eat that? F- is he going to eat the cake or what? Right. right. <laughs> I, was like, I think, I don't think he would eat animal fat or milk or whatever's in there. Right. Case, right. You know? Um, but, uh, body doesn't look like a vegan, that's for sure. But, uh, no. he looks like a, <laughs> he looks like a beer and hot dogs, dad. Not that he looks like unhealthy, but he just looks like, you know, just I mean, fine. I guess he, he looks pretty robust for Ramdas specifically for his age at this point Right, in there. But, uh, I don't know. He doesn't strike me as a, as a vegan body, but. I guess there are a lot of vegans that uh, just don't eat enough macronutrients and they look very frail and, you know, kind of sickly a lot of the times. But mm. um, but the smart ones, you know, I guess the guy that uh, the guy that runs my barbershop that started the business, he's like mm-hmm. in good shape and everything. Uh, he was on the cover of some like vegan uh, health magazine or something. And uh, and uh, but he's like, I've heard, I've heard him talking. He's like vegan Joe Rogan. He's like, yeah, as long as I get my macros in, that's really important because, you know, it can be really hard while (laughs) I'm trying to have gains and get my macros and blah, blah, blah. And then I just want to go into like a Ezra Adderhold thing and go, oh, does he beans? Well, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Ezra apparently having Ezra Adderhold is a very uh, uh, Aderhold is a very ripped, hunky um dis professional disc golfer
1: who looks like the bad guy from happy gilmore yes but a young first, version exactly. a sub 30 <laughs> yeah. version
0: of that uh and and looks like he's on what seems to be like a gay sex vac- vacation right now <laughs> <I'm> <laughs> <sure>. <laughs> yeah. hey he's in thailand so you never know <laughs> it was like italy One a few weeks two. ago and then like uh i'm yeah, in thailand bali and stuff yeah, and, yeah. or yeah bali yeah, yeah. and a lot of just pictures of his own swimsuited. Well, he's
1: Mr. Trap. He posted like a picture of his dong last year, basically. Like, really? Through his paint, like you could <sighs> clearly see. <laughs> but yeah, he tours with the Christian Fest of Brody Smith, oh, yeah. uh, him, and then that dickhead with the mustache you can't putt, and I cannot remember his name at the moment. I just blinked.
0: Uh, oh, yeah. He's like, well, he's not newer, but he's like, he's becoming yeah, more like well-known right now. Guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, we are here on the classic uh, bi weekly Monday night recording with Probe Tuesday. Uh, you're right, it's Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> uh, literally forgot that. But yes, it's classic Tuesday. Monday on a Tuesday. Uh, yes, yeah, Steve was celebrating his uh, two year wedding anniversary. How did last that go? What'd you guys do?
1: Uh, nothing crazy. We just uh, went out to a fancy taco place, but uh, Saturday night we'll celebrate because it's kind of that in between Valentine's day mm. and wedding anniversary. And we'll be going to the place that you got us the gift card for and utilizing. Oh, nice. That Saturday <laughs> night. So it should
0: nice.
1: be a nice event on, on the old Joe's. I'm going to say your last name, but <laughs> the Joe's uh, and Harris.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh Yeah, people get married, they go by the husband's first name, (laughs) by the (laughs) husband's shortened nickname. Right, right, right. (laughs) Hey, we're with the Steve's and the
1: the Joes will be there.
0: (laughs) Uh, Yeah, if you would like our show, you can chat with us live just like I don't know who because I don't have the little window open enough, big enough for the chat right now, but right here at twitch.tv slash probing aliens. Uh, where we we stream our recording live. You can chat with us during that recording. Oh, no, I'm making your little window smaller. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but uh, there we go. Uh, we have Eddie Balls uh, here on the twitch.tv slash probing. And we have Night Beacon Light, uh, who said, I can tell you both are definitely not vegans. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because Steve, very much from the young Ram Dassiverse. Uh, scene, for sure but uh <laughs> uh where I'm the from the rim Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he likes to get his rammed ass but he's worse. yeah rimmed ass. wait he likes to get his ass ramped <laughs> yeah okay <laughs> all right <laughs> i can't eat have enough, enough of that toilet humor <laughs> uh but uh yeah uh, uh hit us up here on twitch just like eddie balls and night beacon lights uh, you get a little preamble in the show sometimes as well. Some extra content. Probably, if you've been on the beginning of every Twitch stream, you've probably gotten maybe 17 minutes of extra content total. <laughs> ever in the past year. year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, if you like our show, you can support us and get two extra podcasts every single month. Full podcast over at patreon.com slash probing ancient aliens. We have Adventurous Ghosts that goes up once a month, which is our Ghost Adventures podcast, which covers the hunky boys in the ghost adventures crew travel channels formerly travel channel zone now max's own ghost adventures uh i think it's technically still on the travel channel app or something like that but um is travel channel still on the air like is it still a channel i haven't show? had cable tv in a couple years now yeah. so i have
1: zero idea and with that merger of hbo then or yeah. max
0: or whatever the fuck uh i have to have to no check idea. have to check uh next time i'm in a hotel <laughs> Where there's always some travel channel or discovery channel or a and e
1: uh, uh barrick doesn't have a satellite or cable
0: uh i think he cut the cord like a year ago or so mm. something like that um but it also i mean this is fucking played out news but it's like now that like amazon's got ads going unless you want to pay the, it's like now we just have channels again <laughs> right <laughs> we're, right we're just right, all paying right. and i and you know like somebody was like I think it was actually probably my stepdad Eric, he was like, uh, he's like, what's the fucking difference? Now I said, Well, I agree with you, it is annoying, it's dumb, but it's not a full uh, you know, horseshoe, it's not a full loop. Because the, at the very least, no matter there's no limitations on the monopolistic regions of the cable companies. You can literally get. Any streaming service you want, as long as you have internet and you right, pay for, for the it. same price exactly. As
1: everyone else across the country, yeah. and you can pick and choose, and don't have to have a
0: package that right. you signed up
1: for, and yeah, add on extra channels for oh, again sometimes twenty dollars. Take it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sign me up.
0: Uh, <laughs> uh So there's there's uh in short there's equity now in terms of your choice for yeah. fuck value you. you know so. Uh, and I will say, like, I mean, at least for right now, like, HBO is a pretty gnarly amount of content. Or, so, sorry, Max. The dumbest name change in the history of any company, but... Right. um But, uh... Anyway, we're not here to promote streaming service conglomerates. Uh, you can also listen to... Oh, sorry, we have another podcast. Conglomerates. slash probing aliens uh, called Probing Deeper, where we probe a few knuckles deeper into all sorts of subjects. The most recent Probing Deeper was our live uh, live commentary uh, watch session of Ernest Goes to Africa. Uh, which is Where j- he
1: was in more than
0: blackface. Yes. He
1: was in full body
0: pain. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, his improv was pretty good when he was coming up with all those, like uh, <laughs> he said, your, oh, yeah, your I- urine I- is the soup of the poor or something. Right, like. right, right.
1: The Gatorade of, no, (laughs) your farts are what we use for perfume down here, like some goofy shit.
0: Steve is not exaggerating. That is pretty much the exact line. Yeah. Lines like that. Uh, Now, when I was looking at other Ernest movies, I was like, holy shit, how do I keep forgetting this one existed? And it's Ernest Goes to Camp, which I've I've never seen that before. I feel
1: like i must have i feel like if we watch it we'll probably go
0: like oh yeah maybe yeah oh, oh, god. I some- <laughs> <laughs> oh god oh bill uh <laughs> i got i think about that <laughs> that clip from howard where it was the right. very middle-aged lady who was having just a screaming orgasm with her husband bill for like 30 <laughs> Is seconds that because then
1: that morphed into a co-worker named bill right?
0: because i uh, remember
1: yelling that and i forgot yeah. the origin oh, of that yeah oh well bill. Oh, bill.
0: <laughs> ah, it's just like fucking <laughs> possessed <Bill>. crazy yeah <laughs> uh bill, lucky guy bill though i mean he must feel very right. pushed very
1: basically. reinforced
0: yeah <laughs> uh i mean he'd have to be with how hard she was i remember she was it was doing uh just classic cowgirl i believe uh, okay and yeah. <laughs> uh but um anyway we uh we we watched uh uh, uh Ernest goes to africa it's not only Ernest. there's lots of content on there right. and in fact a lot of the content uh from older episodes of probing deeper it's very much like what we're doing on probing gaia now so um oh i hate my life eight rights why do you think consciousness is unexplainable it's obviously a product of evolution hmm that is a tough one and that is called the hard problem of science <laughs> uh, literally it's called the hard problem of science is that scientists currently mainstream materialist reductionist scientists currently cannot really explain how as a as a system of elements right so you have atoms they, and then you have molecules then you have uh, fake breasts. No, then you have uh, that's the <laughs> hierarchy: <laughs> silicone boobs, after molecules. Now you have you have molecules. Then you have you know chemicals, whatever. You know, getting up to a uh, living things, and then they have a brain. How, why is it that consciousness just seems to spring from complex, pure complexity? Right? Like they they think that that is the case. That the their theory is the more complex uh, a system of a system of systems get, then that is consciousness. But they can't actually explain. The mechanism of why that is so or how that is um and so if they try to tell you they can they can't um and i'm not saying it's not true but it's literally well, go ahead. oh no i was gonna say that from a
1: philosophical standpoint as well which then ties to science but they you you'd be a gajillionaire if you could prove this reality was real exactly and more than the moment happening now
0: is yes. real um and then they write yes but you can track oh they said but you dan track level then they corrected themselves. So you can track levels of consciousness in animals, insects, and all the way to advanced consciousness in humans. Uh what we observe is evolution working its semen. Hmm. That's a good point. I don't even know yeah. how to react to that. <laughs> I'm just working that semen, bro. Yeah. Hey, and you bro, I'm about to work this semen into that brain. <laughs> At least yeah, the hole below it. Yeah. Know. <laughs>
1: <laughs> See, it fills your whole bloodstream. People don't realize that. Right. So you're, you're, that's how you're conscious. You never fell with the speed of love and semen. Yeah, too, right. <laughs> conscious, my friend, is my conscience. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, she's quite an unconscious individual. <laughs> Meaning she's a boy because she doesn't have the contents. unconscious. <laughs> uh and then you can listen to our other podcast no guts no glory the berserk podcast on your favorite podcast service apple podcast spotify what have you it's on its own feed uh and that is about the long running manga berserk dark fantasy manga by uh kintaro miura uh been going on since the very late 80s uh i think technically published in 1990 or something but but going on in um it's protoform in the uh in the late eighties. So going on for a long time. Still going strong, even post uh Sama's death in twenty, I think very early twenty twenty two or twenty-one, I can't remember. But oh yeah. Um but um but yeah, that is a good time. That is on on every other Monday that we are not doing this show. So make sure and uh give that a listen. Head over to blackhole supply for probing ancient aliens merchandise to disc golf discs. And Disc Golf Apparel now with a physical location inside Cape and Cow Collectibles at 9525 Garfield Avenue, Suite C2, Fountain Valley, California, 92708. We have a little segment here called Reaching for the Stars where we ask all you little pro astronauts out there, to reach for those five star ratings on our podcast feed, whether you're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, any any you know Castbox, whatever whatever podcatcher of choice that you like, uh, then uh, and yes, I, I hate my life. I will answer the chat in just a minute. We're just doing a little preamble here, but because uh, they asked another question, but um, we have a review <laughs> here that'll help us get found much better in all them searches, all those algorithms. Uh uh, 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 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, what have you, and the review is from someone.
1: We've got named, two. We've got. Oh, two. We do. Oh, okay. Remember, I sent you the other one. I'll read the other one. Oh, yeah, the, Sorry. The Apple one. Uh,
0: I will start with this one. Uh, A R H on uh, uh, I was gonna say on iPhone. <laughs> uh, A R H iPhone user, Apple on Apple Podcast says. But there's more. Five stars. Uh, love your banter. In search of aliens with Giorgio dropped on Amazon, and it's a gold mine for folks like you. Keep it up, ARH. Thank you, ARH, or I guess just our <laughs> Yar.
1: <laughs> uh, over on Castbox, we have longtime listener, also disc golfer, Florida Sparky, leaving a five star review oh. saying it's been a bit. It's been a bit since my last review. Steve and Joey are two of the biggest beautiful boys out in California. If your hobbies include Ghost Adventures, Ancient Aliens, Disc Golf, Random Life Chatter, Berserk, the manga, then this podcast is for you. Do y'all have a disc that you recommend for slower right hand -hand? backhand? My main go-to is a Leopard or my Insanity. What is your main go-to disc? What's your answer? Well, I guess I will go first then. Uh and I a little (laughs) bit of a how you doing. I lost it on my very first throw of the tournament this week. Was my neutron wait Cosmic Neutron Crave by Axiom Discord. So same company as MVP, but the Crave is a 6.55 one two, I believe. Something around there. Uh, more overstable than the numbers imply, but still can get that turn, which unfortunately I had, <laughs> which is what sailed it into the lake. That was like one of the only times I've like <laughs> lost control of that thing, because um, usually it's super reliable. Uh, there was a big storm, obviously, that came through this weekend, so winds were up. Oh, yeah. Um, but yeah. Anyways, if that hadn't happened, that is my go-to disc. I will be replacing that Crave and recommend that. Yeah, definitely for a slower arm speed um, because it's a little beefier than the Leopard. I don't know. I love the Leopard as well. I was going to say Leopard three choice. Yeah. Yeah, Leopard 3. They do a lot of Leopard 3s in Halos, which are a little more stable, but I was also a fellow Leopardman and made the jump to the Crave. So recommend that. And if you need something a little more speedy, uh, the as I jokingly call it, the scrotch, but the scorch, yes, by uh, discraft is an 11.6 minus 2.2 two, and has a lot of glide and gets that nice turn going for oh, you. Yes, uh, How
0: yeah, I-, I, would, I would definitely stick with fairway drivers. <clears throat> and uh, if you have a slower right hand backhand speed, uh, you'll learn better. I mean, you hell, you could even go with a little bit more stable mid range driver too. Right. Um, because again, like it, you know. I made the mistake. Most, most people that learned disc golf, you know, I don't know, 15, 20, 25 years ago, uh, where it was the craze of overstability for pros. So, so then the pro signature line disc would come out, be way too beefy, which has now just become a fucking, you know, adopted industry term in the disc golf. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, for beef, Scotle beef. <laughs> and, uh, uh we were like yeah let's just get the fucking fastest heart well, and
1: also to to tag onto that weight uh yes. we yeah, threw yeah. blizzard early on we're like oh there's like a cheater disc we shouldn't throw these yes. where i'm like god damn it that's one of the things i look back on I'm like no we should have just yes not try to been so tough machismo yes. and thrown exactly. lighter yeah. discs because that will make a world of difference just
0: like ramdance Ramdos, and <laughs> parents would say just hey, get your ego out of the disc golfing because yeah. it's not gonna serve you. <laughs> uh can I ask you a personal question? <laughs> what would you recommend for someone with a lower arm speed doing right hand back hand? That's Florida Sparky is the reincarnation of Terrence. Right. McKenna. Would you
1: like some more
0: cake? Right. <laughs> There's two Pretty kinds good. of cake on here, but I yeah. never really eat the white one. I stick to the chocolate one. <laughs>
1: Or what I'm assuming is chocolate.
0: Yeah, yeah, it was just yeah. He called it Czech black cake <laughs> or something, but um, black cake is a different uh, Instagram account <laughs> that right. I'm used to. But uh, you can eat it, but you're not actually ingesting any <laughs> any calories unless unless uh, something bad. <laughs>
1: yeah, there's a little turn and burn
0: on that. Right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for those very nice reviews. Keep it up. Give us those five star ratings as much as you can uh and then uh news here now this isn't much news much of a news story i guess but uh my lovely wife sarah sent me a link for the i feel like now the um, the umpteenth round of ancient aliens live shows Oh um with you know the series ancient (laughs) aliens live and so but we've had reports from I think a couple different listeners now who've said don't waste your time. Rob Andy being a super fan. Yes, Roby Andy was one yeah. of them. That's right. Yeah. Don't waste your time. Uh and I can't remember who else corroborated it, but uh they went to it as well and said, Yeah, it's just it's a weird fan service equation. Yeah. Jackfesh. <laughs> <laughs> jackfish. Uh and then it's rehash on top of rehash on top of rehash. So right. um but, uh, yeah, that's kind of, I mean, it's a new round. They're doing it every single year. I think two or three times a year now, mm-hmm. which is pretty crazy. Well they're,
1: well, they're, no, they're on tour. Like, yeah, it's just like, I feel like it's a nonstop tour.
0: Yeah. It, se- it seems like they'll take a month or two off and yeah. they just announce new dates again. So, right. Just kind of by region. Yeah. Um, cause you know, I wonder, I mean, yeah, I would love to see the ratings, um, of ancient aliens still the show like or what you know what
1: i mean well and i don't know that reminds me what sprager's up to i feel like i haven't seen any posts mm. from him as of late because he was on that show that's a good idea moved to scotland and i feel like his show doesn't pop up on podcasts anymore so i think he stopped that somewhere in the skies huh and then i don't know we haven't we we should
0: go back to some i did the classic dad thing on facebook i haven't posted on facebook in forever but i the search bar at the top of the app says, what's on your mind? And I, I, so search. (laughs) 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 Uh, Speaking of which though, where the fuck is the search on the stupid Facebook app? Um, anyway. Um, so, uh, Ryan spread. Yeah. He was like, uh, he posted a lot, you know, like he was posting like nonstop. And I feel like he
1: was like kind of passing off stuff of like, getting voice actors or something. And I know he said he yeah. was like going to work on oh, some yeah. things, but I can't remember or whatever.
0: Yeah. I feel like the last post I saw was probably like the holidays last year, him posting by some bar, you know, like, like just mm-hmm. from Edinburgh or whatever. Yeah. But, Cause uh, I've been
1: back on the podcast and I'm like, I don't feel like his pops up on my thing anymore. Like let's see. He
0: He's still around mutual friends with you. Not dead. <laughs> Uh oh, he posted yesterday. Oh, <laughs> he's well, in Japan then, right now. Wow, he's shorter than the vending machines in Japan. That's, That's crazy. That's too bad.
1: Um, but uh, short king. Yeah, somewhere in the skies, the last thing I see is okay, 11, 12, 23. So yeah, it's a couple a of while time. ago, but not
0: crazy. Yeah. Maybe he's uh oh. seasonifying his shows. Yeah. Konichiwa from Kyoto. <laughs> oh boy well i'm glad he's alive um for now uh, the classic <laughs> the classic pino my dad thing was uh it's never just like oh are you still friends with someone how are they doing it's like oh what's going on with this person they still alive <laughs> <That was laughs> <all we> <laughs> <wish>. <laughs> nope they're dead yes <laughs> uh other than that news um i guess confirmed uh, there's lots of of uh confirmed speakers now at contact in the desert which we are right. attending <laughs> Um, Michael Ian Black
1: being one of yeah. them, which is weird. Yeah. I know he's into UFO stuff, but for him to yeah. go there is
0: he, what's weird. He does have a very funny Instagram and, like, just in general, he's a funny guy. But uh, no. uh, <sighs> he had this whole bit, he was in Italy last year and he had this whole series of himself in Italy. And he, and his, you know, his kind of brand of humor is just like very snarky, kind of like, like innocent, snarky, like he's not actually being an asshole, but he totally knows that he is being an asshole. And so he's just like, he went on like a seven minute rant about how not enough people in Italy speak English. <laughs> and, the, <laughs> and he's like, you know, it's just, it's a little try hard, you know, I'm just going to say it. It's a little try. And he's like on like the steps of like this huge fountain. That's a big toy strap and stuff. <laughs> but, uh, ba- and basically playing the character of, um, I feel like I'm spiking in the red a little bit here, uh, <laughs> playing the character of, uh, kind of, a an intelligent but kind of racist american you know right to uh, uh, a foreign land so which i mean to be fair a foreign land where pretty much everyone does speak english right (laughs) Uh, a foreign land that i will be going to in not but 10 days time from now which i'm very excited about it sounded a little italian too yeah (laughs) like very romantic uh red checkerboard uh tablecloth music yeah. <laughs> and a waxy, you know, a Chianti bottle turned into a candle. Right, right. Uh <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> it's one of them Italian monkeys, you know. Right. Um. Well, Eddie Ball says, don't speak Spanish to Italian people. You will regret it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <Hell> <laughs> uh, oddly enough, my, my dad Pino could mostly speak Italian. He also could speak a lot of Spanish because the, you know, the grammar structure is very similar. Just some of right. the uh, <laughs> vocab was different, but um but uh yeah excited for contact in the desert uh yeah uh, uh i was gonna say anthony michael hall but what the fuck uh am e- i am black, black. <laughs> anthony michael hall from weird science and right right uh edward scissorhands fame the brat pack them, yeah <laughs> uh because also um there's some other fucking celebrity that's super into oh uh i mean dave foley from kids in the hall super into um UFOs yeah, UFOs. And, and stuff like that and he, he had a really interesting take too where he was like i was really a part of the problem because comedians were the first people to make ufologists or people that believe anything paranormal into crackpots you know I'm making jokes about right. them so that was interesting but um yeah i definitely want to go to whatever i mean assuming it's assuming it's not just like i don't know something dumb or whatever,
1: introducing but, a
0: panel or something. right exactly yeah but uh
1: when whitley streber will be there i feel like he hasn't ever been at anything we've been at correct
0: yeah yeah so that's interesting yeah he's he has the interesting take that um that aliens are uh he has kind of a more psychic manifestation of them because he thinks that aliens are the dead like are our souls Mm. you know non-corporeal souls and that they, because they now live in like the infinite and, you know, they live in orthogonal time. They don't, you can see, they know everything that's going to happen. But when they, when they kind of, uh, you know, take us or almost like download into us, they, they're they kind of into, he's kind of into like, they're like, they possess us to an extent. Mm. Um, They, they find, they can experience surprise again and not knowing what's around the corner. And he says, that's why. He's like, even though what they're doing, all of the tests and probing is kind of just metaphorical. And that's what our brain is projecting is happening. They're literally like looking inside us, like our DNA and stuff like that to try to like. And that's why this like hybridization program is happening. Because they're trying to create corporeal cells that they can download their brains into that are like compatible with their consciousness. Right. Um, and, but then people have asked like, well if they were once human, then why wouldn't they be compatible? You know what I mean? Like they ask these kind mm-hmm. of like logistic and he's like, well, they're not necessarily all of the dead humans. They're just the dead. They're like, they might be dead from other planets or this, or I don't know, but it's, it's an interesting kind of weird yeah. take. It doesn't make he a did,
1: of- what? What's the famous book, then movie communion communion. Yeah. With, uh, Christopher Walken, very oh, yeah. odd, weird movie ends
0: in a wild way. Yes. Um, yeah, he's dancing with fucking aliens right. and stuff. and, yeah. Little blue men. He's like naked and everything. And right. Right. Um, but, uh, but lots of themes of like you know, sexual which I think form. we live watched that for Patreon. I believe we did. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, communion communion is seminal just because um, while there were descriptions of gray aliens as early back as well, I mean, you could argue as back as like, you know, cave paintings from 10,000 years ago, there were gray aliens, but, you know, but, uh, but, uh uh, in modern history, Betty and Barney Hill, the you know, famous Betty and Barney Hill abduction case, the first kind of most famous abduction case, they described the beings as what would be called greys, but it really wasn't until the cover of Whitley Streber's book, Communion, that somebody kind of drew it in a modern way. Because, you know, yeah, Alistair Crowley, he drew, you know, Lamb, you know, who looked just like an alien, like a little more humanoid, but same kind of thing. And, um, you know, a lot of uh, Anthony Peake is of, of, on the of the mindset that, these entities are kind of an archetypal image of the other. Um, because again, people have been seeing this entity for 10,000 years and that you Mm -hmm. you can't just, and you know, to be fair, I used to, you know, criticize this too, where he's like people that drew those cave paintings could draw really detailed oxes. They could draw detailed like tigers and shit like that. So it's like, you can't just tell me that it's just art, you know, the lack of artistic merit that made this set of humans, who are like in a circle around this gray alien looking human, that that's not a different thing, you know? So, right. uh, which is an interesting point. But, um, Anthony peak, uh, I just read or read, I heard his latest podcast. Um, and, uh, which is funny because a lot, a lot of his podcasts go as follows host, you know, uh, awkwardly introduces them as very friendly, <laughs> you know, follows his work and gushes a little bit, asks him like a question. And then he talks for like 25 minutes and goes off on a lecture, which is always really fascinating. Um, and, uh, and then there's like a follow-up question and then usually like three questions in like one hour and he's talking for like the whole, you know, uh, rest of the time. But, uh, but when you hear him talk, it's like, he just keeps going. And also the, the host is sitting there pretty enraptured too, you know, there's a handful where the host kind of really keeps up with them and then it's really, really cool. But, um, but, uh, anyway, uh, he is preparing apparently some new material. So he said, even, even like hardcore followers of me will have some new stuff to look forward to, um, at the contact in the desert lectures and workshops that he does. Oh, cool. so that's exciting. Um, he also claims to be, uh, at least this is what the lady that does the entire event told him that he was the first speaker that she asked to be back. Like she, like, I think like the week it was over, she's like, w- like, your feedback was so amazing. We want you back mm. and want you to do more next year. So, um, fucking crazy to think that that is only what four ish months away right now. Something like that's February. It is May 30th. So, uh, Feb- March, April, whatever, five, May. almost yeah. five months. So, um, cause it feels both like, it feels like, I mean, it doesn't really actually feel like a lot. It feels like I was just there. Like it feels like we were just there. Right. 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 And, uh, uh, and then also, Which it feels quite fast again. That that whole last year felt like three months ago, and also five years ago. Yes, exactly. Yeah, big, <laughs> big year of changes. Uh, right, right. Overall, it's been it's been just and, over a and week and a year since. Uh, oh right. uh, Massive layoffs happened at the company I was at, um, but was a blessing in disguise because now I'm now I'm three quarters into a seven quarter masters of social work program um i'm already i already had a call with my um uh they call it a placement coordinator that'll place me in my concentration internship that'll be more mental health focused than my current one which will happen in june but like the search is already starting for that which is because that means i'm halfway done basically when i start that so um, right that's super crazy and interesting um and uh you just started a new job yesterday.
1: Yesterday, so day two. Yeah,
0: so we can kick off how are you do and see how are you do yeah. Joey right now. Yeah, so uh, I'm doing okay.
1: I, again, as a form aforementioned, uh, played in a disc golf tournament this weekend over at La Mirada, California. So I was freaking two out thinking right. it was going to be yeah, raining the whole time. So I got an umbrella. I scotch-guarded everything. Like, big storms predicted, which did hit, but not until, like. Three ish, four ish on a Sunday. So yeah, yeah, we played the California's Golden State layout at Mm -hmm. La Mirada. So taking the two thirty-six, or sorry, the two eighteen-hole courses. So thirty-six holes mashed into eighteen. It very much felt the same, if not longer, than playing the two courses by themselves. Which was crazy Mm -hmm. because it took Mm -hmm. when we did the practice round, it took like three and a half hours. Oh wow. And when we played each round as the tournament, it took five hours each. Wow, <laughs> um,
0: makes sense. I mean, you're covering yeah. the same physical distance. You know, exactly.
1: You're covering the distance, and then everyone's playing a little more serious.
0: Yeah. Um, not not like slow play
1: bad, but just everyone's you know in, in right. a in a mode. And then some of the people, you know, you get backed up. But
0: it, well, Matt say, was at least trying not to have a. He was trying to have a modicum of uh, sportsmanship. <laughs> Yeah, Matt, <laughs> not, so not Matt his, has a uh, disc when he gets, uh, when he rage quits the hole.
1: He, yeah. So during the final practice round, so we practiced. So yeah, so the last couple of weeks I've uh, been waiting to start a new job. So I was, I was free reign to go actually have fun and guilt free and all that good stuff. So definitely played some disc golf in that final practice round. Uh, maybe like five holes in Matt fully. Field goal kicked his bag and shot his discs everywhere because he kept hitting the same tree twice <laughs> and then there's people around round. behind us oh. so he just you know full meltdown i'm like matt just pile your shit let's stop being such a fucking baby and just letting your rate like that's not gonna help do anything um and, and then yeah during-
0: round. like at least it's there and not in the no, ring like you yeah know i mean I, well, during, I think if it was like a fucking tiebreaker whole 18 of the last of the two days yeah, he's or, gonna get a thousand dollars yeah something. it's like okay sure i guess but still you know
1: yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, classic rage uh even during the tournament because he was like a group or two behind me like brandon and I, there's only like 20 something people in our division okay so we were all like within a group or two of each other so we kind of kept seeing each other throughout the rounds and yeah
0: the he, he, to, be, to be clear, too, your division is called the Overdeveloped Amateurs. Exactly.
1: The full RARS, yes. as they
0: say. Which was, a, uh, I think if you remember, it was a porn movie oh. in the drawer <laughs> at the uh, fertility clinic where I had to jerk. Oh, away. yeah. Sorry. I forgot. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it was a DVD of my round, so yeah, it was can. weird yeah. that you saw it there, but. That was months ago. Well, and, that's a funny yeah, way to think right. of time, isn't it? You know, it's a snake <laughs> you know, its, it's it, own tail. <laughs> it's its way of reaching out and grabbing. <laughs> you <Yes>. and it's <laughs> um, uh. <laughs>
0: but
1: yeah, so yeah, there's times during the round sound, Matt, and he, he just looked like a ghost, like horrible round hole run. He ends up, I, I was doing better than him. I had a horrible, literal final hole of the tournament on Sunday. So I shot a an 11 on a par 5 oof because oh. i got stuck behind a, oh a light pole and couldn't get back in bounds after two throws so that's oh. four strokes right there oh uh so i would have placed higher than him but yeah i the winning score of our division was plus 25 over two days i shot a plus 41 wow. over wow. two days so that right. course was brutal, brutal. <laughs> uh and then i think the pros they got hit with the rain the final day so mm-hmm their scores went to shit real quick. So I think the winner of the two day tournament was like minus eight or seven, which oh, is, wow. like, and, and that was Parker Welk who won a oh. pro tour series event. Mm. It's a real player and he's only shooting that score. But um yeah, like I said, lost my disc, favorite disc on the very, very first hole of the entire thing. But other than that, I mean, it was still fun getting out there playing and then yeah, start a new job.
0: Also grow. I'm just, I'm looking at a picture of Parker Welk, almost, almost yeah. from like, the Henry sort of like, uh, yeah. Oh, there was a
1: Brandon verse guy. I met these guys from Bakersfield. They're super nice. And it was like Brandon times two, like height wise. Uh, like if you just made Brandon six, five and like proportionately Brandon the same. Prepared. Yeah. 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 Uh, <laughs> so I don't think I took a picture of, him. <laughs> but those guys were all nice. But anyways, yeah. So start a new job yesterday monday second day today did all the hr stuff and now just getting onboarded and trying to figure out everything in the business but uh very excited as it's in the realm of things i've dealt with in the past and yeah yeah fun fun uh medium to be working in and selling so everyone yeah. obviously I mean,
0: you haven't gotten super deep but everyone seem uh like meetings you've been on anyone everyone seems yeah that.
1: yesterday i had like one random meeting and then today i had like a like a one-on-one touch base with someone and then like a bigger group meeting overall and so far so good yeah everyone seems seems nice and cool so nice. yes remote, how are you remote work is a uh,
0: very rare right now too
1: <laughs> yeah 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 everyone's either here or like a little bit north i'll probably go in once or twice a month because there are people yeah local and it's like more la based but yeah, yeah. uh probably yeah, a so cool nice. office to
0: go into too at least to see one. yeah 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 and
1: they got some good uh samples that sounds like that i can snack yes. as
0: well yeah so. yeah nice. nice uh doing okay uh yes yeah, <laughs> sunday i canceled um i canceled arma my martial arts group because of the rain but then it didn't really start raining till like four so right <laughs> i was like well we could have done it but uh it was a pretty exhausting week because i'm trying to there was a lot of work last week for school had a group project um and uh uh which is kind of like you know it's it's they, they break it up into parts sometimes which is nice you'll turn in like part one which is like a intro presentation then you'll do like an outline as part two and so it's nice at least it's not like here's your three research papers like i had last you know order right. for one of my classes it's all based off the same thing but um and the group is cool they should the professor specifically made it a west coast um time zone group which was nice for planning things but uh still a lot of uh, work and i'm trying to get ahead of um a lot of my work for the italy trip from the 16th through the 28th of yeah, i was gonna fall. say
1: how's that gonna work uh with school and internship
0: and- yeah like i reached out uh, internships fine i'll just make up the hours um afterwards okay. but um uh and with school i talked to them like the after the first day of class uh, i emailed each of the professors and um you know i was like hey like is there any you know because one of them didn't have the assignment like due dates all squared away and everything and so They were like, yeah, you'll, you you know, you can miss one class if you want with no questions asked with no, you know, ding to your participation grade or anything. Um, plus it depends. I might not even miss, like I, I would basically just have to get up at like 6am on, um, I think a Friday morning or something like that and, uh, and go to the class. So I could, if I wanted to, I'm, I'm kind of don't really want to, but, um, but, uh, I just need to get, I would just need to get all of my um, asynchronous work, like the, you know, the online work done ahead of time, which mm-hmm. wouldn't be too bad. I also forget, too, it would be risky. I would, I would probably like take screenshots of all the, the modules that we do for the asynchronous work. Oh, so if like I had to a write Wi-Fi Writing prompt something. because it's like, you yeah, have to Wi Fi on that. Cause I, I was like, shit, I'm going to be on a plane for 16 fucking hours. Mm-hmm. I could just do all of that too early. Right. The right. Of it, you know, but, um, which wouldn't if would I be. find a business class a la, uh, what's it called? We, yes we went to Germany yes um yeah We're lucky enough to have some some little pods for us which will be nice so um but uh, so yeah I should have you know power and wi-fi and shit like that either way um I'll have some extra time I mean there'll be downtime there too but I don't want to really be like busting out my computer and you know right, doing right, right. research and fucking APA. Oh, yeah.
1: You're going to want to at least just enjoy the relaxation.
0: Yeah. So get most of it done first. Um, But, uh, and you know, if an emergency happens or whatever, then I can, again, I have literally 30 hours on planes (laughs) before I come back (laughs) to finish things. So, Um, but um, yeah, other than that, um, what else has been happening? What else? Who else? Uh, Who else? Uh, else? uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I don't really know, I but I went to, a, I think it, we talked about this last week, went to a concert. a concert based off of the soundtrack for the video game series, Nier, so including Nier Replicant and Nier Automata, um, but uh, very like, back in 2010 when it first came out, like very cult, favorite, um, kind of a janky action RPG, but like much greater than the sum of its parts, like the music is freaking. Uh, stellar and interesting and unique compared to all other kind of game soundtracks. Um, the story was very poignant and very dark and and um, sad at parts, but uh, very existential and everything. And then Near Tom Near Tomata came out in 2017 and kind of put put the series on the map because again the first one was kind of you know sold moderately well, was a cult favorite, and um, but then Near Automata caused them to create a remaster of the original Near Replicant and Near Gestalt. Uh, they created two versions of the game that don't really make a difference too much to explain but um so they remastered it. I'm actually I got in the mood and was playing Near Replicant now. Oh,
1: I'm feeling a little <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh and then I'm going to play near Automata probably when I get back from uh the trip. So oh. um and that'll be my second and third time for each of those I believe. But uh but they have like they do really unique um new game pluses so like you think that the game ends you have an Mm -hmm. ending but then it continues on and so and some or or you'll play the entire game from someone else's perspective which is really interesting because there's two main characters so stuff like that and uh yeah really fascinating um game and the guy that uh directs it the creative director this guy yokotaro uh he never shows his face in public and he wears the mask this kind of skull-like mask of one of the characters in the game, um, and his uh, he had a surprise appearance at the fucking LA, um, the LA Philharmonic, you know, choir the the concert we went to because uh, nobody was nobody knew that, and hi, him and the composer were both there in person, which was cool because that that was not stated on the the playbill you know the info ahead of time. But um, he said years ago his reasoning for not showing his face. In public, he's like, well, I've always thought, if you, like you know, if you if you like a certain porn uh writer or porn artist, <laughs> and then you see that he's just kind of a creepy old middle aged man, it kind, right. the, <laughs> it kind of ruins the kind of ruins the of experience. the porn for you. And it is a really good point; it's a totally fair point. But um because he's like, then you're just kind of thinking about that person as you're <laughs> right, and what they <laughs> were be- as enjoying this porn. But um but he's definitely like an auteur in the industry for sure but um um, yeah and then other than that trying to set up uh very recently trying to set up a uh martial arts seminar out here where we fly uh our director out to do some training for a couple days so um that should be fun too probably this spring or summer hopefully so Mm -hmm notch um and then you can see behind we also got this nice couch finally which oh, there has it a big blanket on it because it's really to protect it from um the dogs who it's basically the dog's couch for most of the time <laughs> but uh they now have a place to look out the nice big window to the street out here which they didn't have uh since our old house and uh they've been enjoying quite a lot but yeah it has a pullout no. couch in there um and uh i told sarah that um uh we can call it the green room. <laughs> it's like oh right. wait in the green right here <laughs> just four feet right. behind yeah tina yeah, yeah the podcast center so um but uh yeah other than that oh and real quick from p matthews well boys it's 11 here and gotta go to work on the am y'all have a good rest of the show i'll catch up tomorrow love you mean it we love you too p matthews thank you but um um yeah other than that um i think we can get into it i have to piss like a freaking racehorse. So let me go pee. You can, uh, you can uh, soothe, soothe oh, those savage beasts re-bank. out there with the beautiful music. So I will be right, see, see, see. back.
1: So hunky pissy.
0: Ooh, oh boy 43 seconds which not not a record by any stretch but it was a dense piss as well uh also, also as i'm peeing i can see sarah out of the kitchen table and she's bobbing her head and going doo, 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 doo. <laughs> and i was like what the fuck are you doing she's like that's the music on your show right
1: yeah now. that's what's playing <laughs> these are the
0: genes <laughs> uh so yeah we are covering uh which oddly enough I checked the dates. It's not exact, but February of last year is the exact same month that we started probing Gaia and Mm. premiered our first episode covering becoming nothing starring Ram Ram Das. Right. So yeah, I
1: know we watched something with him. I was like, Oh
0: yes. And very strange that I looked up Anthony peak in case there was some old thing we missed on, on, on Gaia Mm. And this came up like like in the first row, and I was like, "That's mm. fucking weird." But uh, yeah, um, and also it was really hard to search for this again. Like, you know, I closed the tab or something, and then was coming back to it. I literally like searched it on Google so I could copy and paste the exact name, and then put it in Guy, and it did it. Just wouldn't fucking come up. And eventually, I had to search Ram Ram Das.
1: Yeah, I searched him on Guy, and this was like the second result.
0: Exactly. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that's very strange, but uh definitely didn't like you know tag it correctly or whatever so um but uh but this yeah is from what it's, like early 90s yeah 92 so there's a little there's a little this is the first episode of five episodes the interview Which i feel like we should cover all of these i really liked this a lot yeah like yeah. and and um uh and i also am like <laughs> i'm glad it's like again if you would have showed this to me six years ago i would have just been like Okay, they're just fucking. T- it's just philosophizing, talking nonsense, getting back whatever, trying to talk over people. Like, but it's like now I'm following everything for the most part, and it's so I can it actually like you're actually hearing two really, uh, actually intelligent and emotionally intelligent people. Yeah. So it's like two
1: philosophers, artists, yes. almost kind of debating life and existence. Right. Uh, even though both of them are predominantly psychedelic based, I right? Think.
0: Well, and yeah, like like I really liked that the um it's not the whole thing but the the main kind of question that set off a lot of the other questions was terence mckenna who is you know one of the if you don't know like one of the one of the fathers of um kind of uh or one of, well one of the 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 modern the champions of psychedelics who studied them and um but also he's standing on the shoulders of uh ram das but mostly ram das's former like science partner and and teacher Timothy Leary who was the first Timothy Leary was with like Russell Targ like all those guys that were initially uh I guess Russell Targ was more the caa but initially mm-hmm. studying in a college setting an Ivy League college setting studying the effects of psychedelics cataloging them how do they work how do they affect the brain what do people go through on them instead of just you know this was back in the 50s you know and so right um and then you have the kind of hippie psychedelic revolution of the 60s which they discuss a lot which is really interesting here too and uh, and terrence mckenna grew up in the you know you know 50s and 60s he's he's, he's like i was i was 14 and holding a speaker. bluetooth
1: disconnected oh bluetooth connected <laughs> what is it's that i don't know <laughs>
0: fleshlight it goes deactivated my sound- <laughs> it goes
1: my soundboard but- fucking machine connected <laughs> keep going keep yeah. going <laughs>
0: um <laughs>
1: Or the things you said not to play. Yeah.
0: Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> like it's a AI sex robot voice right, from the right. UF program. Uh right. to be encouraging. <laughs> <laughs> um you are my O Bill. You are my O <laughs> Bill. <laughs> yes, William. Yes, William. Yeah. <laughs> uh but he uh McKenna then, you know, he he's, you know, uh kind of a second generation, I guess, psychedelic hero in terms of uh uh, Ram Dass and Timothy Leary. So, cause you know, and Ram Dass, he assisted with a lot of those studies early on, did a lot of psychedelics. but then he went on and you can listen to our becoming nothing episode where we talk some more about his history, but he goes more into the, um, kind of guru, yogi, um, you know, Eastern philosophy, meditation, kind of like, uh, Buddhist kind of route, um, to get to his kind of ascension, uh, He's had a bunch of Has fun.
1: anyone ever done a Yogi Bear crossover and saying, hey, Buddhist? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: what's in the picnic basket, Yogi? Yeah. <laughs> Why, nothing, nothing, of course. All we <laughs> need is nothing. When it's empty, you can be more compassionate. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm, turning I'm turning it <laughs> yeah. to a New Yorker, your rabbi. <laughs> <or something. Yeah.
1: laughs> your farts are great and whiff. We-, we love you. <laughs> Hey boo boo hey, boo duh <laughs>
0: your urine is the soup bowl of the poor <laughs> uh, <laughs> God. uh, but yeah he went he went more the you know philosophical um guru approach not that he doesn't he didn't continue to do psychedelics just wasn't his main thing because he think at one point he says he's like he's like i'd love for you to take me on any sort of you know guide me on any sort of journey you'd like or something which i assume right. you know psychedelic trip but uh, but yeah so mckenna <laughs> this is, is
1: the leaning tower this is. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> uh
0: they're in um terence is in Prague doing this series so hence the name prognosis <laughs> uh as opposed to you know the a play on the words prognosis from a doctor saying like here's your outlook right. here's your outlook based off of this issue or issues that you have whatever right. um but uh nothing
1: better than to do this in bohemia the capital of yeah. bohemia the bohemian lifestyle very centered around change second yeah. alex
0: yeah which was cool too and and i couldn't i feel so on un- learned because i could not think of whatever political crisis was happening in that area at the time because they were saying like yeah i mean with everything going on here right now well i
1: think that was like the fall of the berlin wall oh and like that's right all the like yeah, eastern yeah. block Duh, changeover yeah. stuff
0: because they mentioned Harvel who is who was the president and he was i think he was the new president once it was becoming like the czech republic mm-hmm. basically and he well, was much, he was, he was like a writer and a poet and all that. So it was a very humanist kind of guy. Yeah.
1: So. And they kept talking about Jerry Brown, the old California state governor, Jerry Brown.
0: <laughs> <'Cause> <laughs> I would have never thought a million years ago to Jerry Brown. <laughs>
1: Sterling's brother was obsessed with him and it would always do Jerry Brown.
0: Okay. <laughs> like <in person>. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Cause he was when we were growing up. Oh yes. Yeah. Everybody oh, yeah, come everybody. on. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah.
1: California. We're going to be okay. I'm Jerry Brown. edmund
0: gerald brown jr wow yeah because they were going on on
1: like his political views and things yeah
0: yeah um yeah because he was pretty conservative at the time i think you know like i honestly have no idea or at least was um or maybe he was trying to help they They were talking about immigration stuff because he's he's like he's like you know rom is like I'm down there helping the Mayans and the, you know, the, and their families because their husbands are getting killed. So I have a part in you know, but I'm an American citizen. So I have a part to play in that too. And
1: right. Right. Cause again, I'm assuming that's all the CIA stuff of like overthrowing those governments back in the nineties and drugs and all that.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Gavin Newsom, current California governor, a quasi nephew of Brown due to their family's interrelationship seems to be practicing his own version of the theory. Oh, whatever. That's the whole, I thought it was just like a bio on him, but, uh, uh but yeah anyway so doing this um uh series of five conversations which yeah again i'm stoked to to watch for sure um set in Prague, this is the first one this is season one episode one that's all there ever was of this as far as i could see uh online and uh the cool thing too steve and i we finally get to say i've been there and you have too instead of i've been there you have (laughs) (laughs) we were we were on the bridge they show in uh, there there. and we uh, kissed
1: and to lock it together or whatever the fuck, you're yes
0: in <laughs> there, yeah, done. Okay, <laughs> that. Uh, and uh, I was they look like they were in a hotel lobby, um, or some like open, some, yeah, restaurant, restaurant yeah. or something like that. But uh, uh, I, I,
1: Swedish, th- I was gonna say, I could almost pack? hear
0: a couple of drunk, uh, Swedish guys, uh, denying that they were Finnish, uh, right. <laughs> <laughs> but uh. Uh, would have been interesting if they were in the Hotel Rot, which is where we stayed in right, the right. Republic too. Oh God, because uh, that was pretty close to the city center. But okay. yeah, they had the cool, um, the cool clock at the very beginning that was like the at- big, like atomic, you know, clock that's special in Prague too, mm-hmm. uh, with the statues and everything. But uh, yeah, super cool. I, I also like to, you know, former Czechoslovakia, whatever. like Eastern Europe is like it becomes this meeting place, you know, kind of cu- culminating in Russia with like, like Western and Eastern culture and philosophy. Yeah. You know,
1: it's well, like- when we went there reading all the, the history of the <laughs> castles <laughs> uh, <laughs> and such, it was definitely like, Oh, this, they conquered it and they're run by this like totally foreign yeah. outsider. And then this other group came in and all this and that. Yeah. And I'm like, again in the times we live in of like um appropriation i'm like this is the old this is truly the melting pot like this is where
0: you're like
1: appropriation 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 when done right Mm -hmm. is just mixing the cultures and then you get something new which is right all of this right it's like oh people from western europe did this so now that's why they do this part of their tradition and then they were conquered And now that's mashed in.
0: Right, right. Like, I mean, Americans literally like um, the fact that Americans would have barbecues and enjoy beer on the weekends is a German immigrant like culture thing. Right. You know, so it's but uh, blackface. Not so much. No. <laughs> avoid the bad parts of appropriation yeah. and just enjoy the
1: food. Wearing yeah, a winter. Native American headdress running
0: right. around. <laughs> yeah, saying Not woo, woo, woo. Yeah. Uh, unless you you're just excited out. to be in the club or at the bar with you know your girlfriends or the woo girls or whatever, right. but uh, <laughs> nothing to do with indigenous peoples. Right. Um, oh, we did watch – that was that was part of a – how you doing? But uh, we did watch uh, Killers of the Flower Moon uh, oh, yeah. last week. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. yes. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah uh very very um marlon brando in uh uh right uh, the godfather with like the cotton in his fucking you know bottom right, right. Thing, but <laughs> always looking like he had chaw in there or something but yeah um really good movie but one of those that i never need to watch again kind of thing yeah
1: no i mean i i really enjoyed it but i'm like yeah i don't need to watch that for a yeah. while if, if ever again
0: um <laughs> but uh yeah so this interview is in this in this lobby and it's really it's it's uh was it was 43 minutes long something like that and it's pretty free form um yeah. we learn at the very end that they had never met before mm. and uh Rom right. he was like i was pretty scared of you actually i mean trying to do he has kind of a i think he was from boston so he but he doesn't ha- it comes out on certain words like his ma- massachusetts mm-hmm. accent but um I don't know he has kind of a normal voice, but uh, McKenna <laughs> okay. definitely has the more <laughs> imaginable yeah,
1: distinct for sure. Uh, and yeah, visuals, he's just, yeah. McKenna's kind of this fraily because I don't even know, did McKenna die of like cancer or something? Because he yeah, died, so I'm assuming I'm young.
0: Of so eight, only eight years after this, he dies of a brain tumor, which okay. means it might have been there like already right now, going right, right. slowly, which sucks. But he suffered from migraines his whole life. Um, and then he had a really bad one in, in 1999 that took him out um well it took him out in the sense he like was in like a coma for a day or two got out of that and then they diagnosed him with a geoblastoma which is like a hyper aggressive brain tumor crazy. yeah and uh, and he was dead in like less than six months or something so um but uh, dennis is still around his brother he still does right stuff i believe but uh or was around longer anyway. yeah
1: i feel like he's been at something or we've covered yeah. things he's talked about or okay. something like that but uh um, yeah. Um, yeah the because then yeah Doss is like just almost giddy like drunk red face the whole time like half leaning on another chair
0: right right right
1: um like you said a little more filled in and robust
0: lots of um like (laughs) there was a very tim and eric moment where early
1: on yeah was just like
0: asked him a a pretty open-ended question like a heavy question and he closes his eyes for like 20 seconds and yeah uh, and then he does it more times throughout. And you can tell, like, he's really trying to, like, empty his mind and let the answer come to him as opposed to trying to think of an answer, which right. goes, you know, goes with his whole, his whole, not shtick in a bad way, but that's his whole deal, you know? So, wasn't
1: there, like, close ups of their lips and, like, yes. other weird cuts, right? Because I yes. was kind of laughing.
0: Like, his mouth was, happening? like, was kind of working when he was trying to think of something once, and it was showing yeah, him was early, um, going through and... his beads, uh, you know, his meditation beads, which pretty much like rosary beats too but he's not a christian but um but uh, uh yes also dennis mckenna still alive says is or, or sorry dennis mckenna is somebody usually that's how you know uh he's still around instead of was but um uh yeah he worked with his brother to fucking cultivate psilocybin and all sorts of so he was growing the stuff too interesting right.
1: anyway uh, and uh, then the uh
0: they start talking but then there's this like comedic relief yeah line waiter of that we waiter. At the, top of the yeah. show who who yeah like steve was saying is doing this kind of like he's doing puns but they're like kind of meta puns on what they're talking about or, or elements yeah. of what they're talking about so um a lot of wordplay he's, he's like oh he's like he's like yeah i'm a waiter i was waiting for you to come here but you were yeah. all here so it's funny how right. time works like that and like stuff like that and they seem to have like a rehearsed question that it's it seems like kind of a um, an improv scene where they're like right. they, they were given a couple prompts and then just let this guy do the rest because they were genuinely laughing at some of his stuff because i think he was right. just improving shit but uh yeah, it was very very fucking weird. Well, like, yeah, I don't even know if I liked it. Oh, you're
1: famous this person and it's like yeah, no way some random waiter right. <laughs> going to recognize these guy's
0: uh, yeah, keeps re- refilling their water yeah. and lemon uh water with lemon, but uh, uh cuz of course too, I was I thought that it was beer when he came out with the bottles and I was like, "Oh, that would be cool to see him have." But I was like, "Oh, these guys probably don't drink though," I would think too, you know, like if they're right. on their own. I don't know. But now like uh Das he is much more, and I remember the story that he told during becoming nobody, where he talks about um, his friend Emmanuel, who I think he says is a noncorporeal spook. <laughs> I think he, I think it's like someone that he channels or interfaces with. I don't know, but or it could have just been a weird metaphor or something. But he hmm. says that um, Emmanuel told him that uh, first off that death is safe. There's there's nothing dangerous about death. Which you know, like, is a pretty you know, prompt, uh, fucking poignant thing to to learn, and also that dying is just like taking off an overly tight shoe, like that's what it feels like, and uh, and I remember that touched me a lot in the um in the original in the becoming nobody documentary, but uh but he was talking about how um uh fuck the fuck was my whole line of thought we were talking about. we were done with the the leader i don't know i can't fucking remember now but uh damn it it'll come back to me um but uh uh oh he was talking about how he's like so he's like okay but if if everything is better or if i'm free when we die then what the hell am i doing here like what's the point of all this and he's like this is school and, and he's like, well, what should I do in the school? He's like, why don't you try taking the curriculum for once? Like, and cause right. he, he, it's, it's this, the message of like, stop trying to be someone and just be present for what happens around you and what you're involved with, uh, which, you know, it all goes into the live in the moment, be mindful right in the moment. Yep. Don't worry too much about the past or the future or you get stuck there, be present or else the past and the future are going to be much worse off right or or the ferris
1: bueller bueller right if, yeah. if you don't take it out it's if you don't watch out life is gonna drive right past you or whatever the fuck he says
0: if you don't take it out she's never gonna <laughs> suck. <laughs> hey this is pull out right. right. <laughs> so that's how it is in their family <laughs> um but uh but yeah it's, he he's all about being present he's all about you know I, I like him because he's he's all about the teachings of like Buddhist stuff and Hindu stuff and everything, uh, which is all about ego death, right? Like when you become nothing, when you become empty, you actually can be everything. Like that's kind of the other half that they don't focus on too much because you know people in you know 80s and 90s cartoons they just make fun of Buddhists like oh I am empty I am nothing we're all just nothing it's like
1: your piss is my soup.
0: <laughs> <laughs> our farts are the perfume. Yeah. Uh, But uh uh it was it was almost like they painted Zen Buddhism and other Eastern philosophies as like uh like a nihilism, but it wasn't. It wasn't about being nihilistic. It was saying if you stop being so fucking selfish, you can actually have a happier life and suffer less. Because when you and and the other big theme for for Ram Das is non-dualism, which is the big thing that most you know Buddhist teachings teach too uh that um it doesn't mean that's like i used to think it was non dualism mean like there's no there's there is no good or evil it's just whatever it's like no it means there is no you and there is no me we are all part of the same consciousness right we're all the same so and and it was even it was interesting too like i thought the even the golden rule of jesus jesus christ from yeah, just <laughs> i started saying that again <laughs> Since, uh, whenever we talk about uh uh even you know it makes sense if you also believe that what a lot of historians say that there's evidence that jesus the reason he was gone from 12 to 33 uh aged 12 to 33 was that he was studying in like what were uh proto-buddhist mystery schools and learning about non-dualism as like the main thing and so and then he comes back and says hey we're all a part of god you know what i mean so like whatever so when he when he one love mine (laughs) coming soon to theaters near you uh when he when you know he doesn't call it the golden rule but when we you know when he says do unto others as you would have done unto yourself it's like a give take golden shower rule right exactly yes (laughs) yes (laughs) You, you drink what you blow, you know. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, and yeah, I know my friend Joe. <laughs> oh, the Joes are here. Wonderful. They, they brought some good <laughs> beer. Uh, that'll fill up our bladders so we can, you know, blow up the piss, drink it up, and then, you know, like an Ouroboros, a snakey. Do it you. again. Yeah. <laughs> Time's never ending here. <laughs> we're on the piss. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm drunk on the piss again. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh. yeah. Um. God, that fucking piss closet video that was going... Because, you know, I've seen the original and then your brother, I think, or you sent that one. Yeah, it was so yeah. fucking... There's a guy that uh, is a very... Looks looks just like a... Gross you know, Not being shitty, but let's, let's say just like a random lower middle class guy from Ohio, like rural Ohio or something. And he's got the shitty mustache. He's the pale, the pasty, the doughy, bowl cut kind of thing. And he's just like... Hey, guys, I'm stoked here to show you my piss closet. And he has a closet that's like a hoarder closet. Right. It's got like
1: an old couch and, yeah, or, a not, or a bed and-
0: match. Or, or that's what it was.
1: Yeah, treadmill. Yeah, old treadmill. <laughs> and just other shit thrown in there.
0: Which, I mean, the the absurdity of how disgusting he is and then a thrown away treadmill that he pisses right. on is just makes it even funnier. <laughs> uh, but... Uh, yeah, And he just, this is his closet that he pisses in, I guess. At least, I mean, at least right. for this one video he does, but it looks like,
1: well, I'm sure it's,
0: yeah, it, it looked like there were flies around said Just, yeah,
1: yeah, if that's truly his oh. piss zone,
0: it's oh, like, I hope,
1: I hope that's a house because that apartment
0: would be, oh, god, oh.
1: and as like a neighbor in any direction,
0: yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, anyway, back to Jesus Christ and the golden rule. Uh, no, but it's interesting where. I wonder if Jesus was trying to say the same exact thing, the essence of it being you should treat other people like you treat yourself because you are each other, right? Like you literally are, your souls are all a part of the same whole H W H O L. (laughs) Right. Right. Uh, get your mind out of the piss closet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but, um, so, on to like, kind of, I didn't like write down every question that they talk about or anything, but um, he kind of asks Terrence. Terrence asks Rom, kind of like, uh, poli- like, what do you think of the political situation right now? What do you think of the whole revolution in the '60s, right? What do you think of, um, uh, uh specifically how you deal with your own stardom? You know, kind of thing like, how do you deal with being Rom Dos the pop philosopher guru kind of guy um and uh i mean and two very intelligent people um use of language was really interesting here and and again like you want to you want to almost act like they're being pretentious but also like i don't know i'm you know steve and i are 40 and over now too it's like i just appreciate like you know, they're having a good time and I'm learning from this, you know what I mean? So I'm less, yeah. uh, less of the emotional immaturity of like, Oh, they're, they're trying to talk over a head. They're being me. It's like, or you could right. have just back then tried to learn what they were talking about. Too, right. Pay attention. Yeah. Instead of being stubborn. So, um, but, uh, yeah. So between cake bites, uh, uh, Terrence is asking, you know, how do you kind of like manage, um, you know, uh, being a guru, but like, he doesn't say this, like being a guru, but being in America, being modern. Right. Um, and, uh, you know, being modern, being a celebrity and, 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 you know, Ram is like the, I always like, it's all of his answers are basically that I have to be both those things. Right. Which I really liked overall as a theme was like, he, he, he's doing what he's practicing, what he preaches, which is I have to be and live what I say. Right not even because it's like the right thing to do but because i mean my message that i truly believe in doesn't mean anything if i'm not doing it right so he's just right, talking about right. like kind of basic integrity there too but um but he also learns more about life and existence by doing that too and not just you know cuz he says terence is like Terrence is like he's like don't don't li- like listen to me just listen to my message i'm a fuck up kind of thing and he's like oh but right, actually right. i'm half I'm half your level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm half baked. Um, Right. Cause he's
1: like, Oh, you're, you're an ascended master. I'm still on my way.
0: Exactly. Yeah. And, uh, and, um, I really like to, Oh yeah. The beginning chunk. Uh, and it is like, this is a very time as a flat circle episode because it's like, everything seems like there doesn't seem to be a a beginning or start to anything. The only breakups are the stupid waiter that comes by and does the bit, you know? So, but it doesn't like put the questions on the screen. It's just them kind of free flowing. And so the beginning was really interesting and it's not anything really new, especially to like new agers and stuff, but intelligently talking about the concept that humans thousands of years ago kind of knew everything they needed to know (laughs) to live a fulfilling life. And we've only kind of piled artificial shit on top of that since then. Mm -hmm um we become a very ego driven you know uh uh existence and um i think like he said uh you know i've seen i've seen you know poor kids in india who or i guess it was ram that said that he's like i've seen poor kids in india that are more content than the middle class in america and right. uh, and then, oh yeah well, there's less stress. and then mckenna goes like well less whining for sure right right yeah. <laughs> but it's true that it- like when you think of the more Western kind of Judeo-Christian thought process of existence. It's, it's basically, we have this one shot and if I don't get everything I fucking need, I'm fucked. You know, whereas the Hindus believe in reincarnate, a form of reincarnation. Right. So, so I'll get it right the next time. Yeah. This is one big, long process and you know, blah, blah, blah. So, um but but and when they had the big drought, people all
1: got together and were all mm, taking showers. So, so some drought in America or something or yes. somewhere.
0: Well yeah, that was so put a put a pit in that because that's next. They were oh. talking about looking back to the archaic, right? Basically that right. like all of this psychedelic stuff, all of this consciousness stuff. Um oh Sarah uh says Steve is echoing uh, William oh. Coosby um which is probably just twitch unfortunately because we can't to us it sounds normal the record it sounds normal but um i don't you you sound the same to me the whole time so it's again, okay this is a I, did, I guess did it just start or has that always been
1: miss Coos.
0: yeah thank you <laughs> william coosby um
1: well i'm just thinking if it's always been then maybe it's a setting in the computer how we have it rigged up with the board
0: right she said
1: <laughs> just tarted and then
0: corrected oh. that to start it.
1: <laughs> oh then yeah it's probably just that's more of a bandwidth thing i'm assuming then
0: um but uh, ooh, uh looking for the arcade, right so yeah so like uh, and and mckenna's like i think that all of this stuff is all the psychedelic research, all of the, the six, the revolution of the sixties was this intrinsic desire to go back to lost knowledge, right? Like it's, we know that something more is there like within us, but, um, certain that search for meaning is kind of searching for a meaning that our ancestors probably already had a grasp of, you know? So, which is always a really interesting thing because then you go back, you can go back to fucking Graham Hancock stuff. You can go to, Anthony Peeks have all sorts of stuff. You can go back to fucking John Keel and Jacques valet with like, you know, how this other, this other part of reality is interfacing. The paranormal is interfacing with us. But back then the paranormal was just part of normal existence. Right. So you, you inter, you interacted with the world, whatever that meant, spirits and things like that, just as part of your day. So, um, but uh, yeah. And then you were talking about, um, McKenna asks, He's like, he's like, what would it take to, you know, kind of cause and that, like he says, if the 90s is another, well, sp- another turn of the spiral, like the sixties was, then do you th- like, kind of like, do you think we'll get it right this time around? Well,
1: something? and it was also trauma binds us, right? Yes. It's, tra- it's the balance of, oh, this is traumatic, but then this is good. Yes. Right. Because, oh, you have this bad thing that everyone <laughs> <laughs> is worried about, but then that's what brings everyone. So it's that, right. that diversity in your life yes that then will actually help you move forward
0: which yeah which i mean yeah the the trauma being a part the destruction being a part of the healing right right you can't heal from anything and learn if you're not destroyed or something isn't destroyed and and then we get back to that just goes back to kind of the trickster element right like even like Even if you want to say, if you want to be like a hyper classic, you know, Christian saying, why, but why does God let good things happen? (laughs) Why does good things happen to Hitler? why, why, Why do bad things happen to good people? You could make the argument that if there were no, that your definition of good is more in the moment on linear time. Whereas like the person that has something horrible happen to them. And then years later has a much deeper connection with the people in their life, much greater appreciation for things. You could argue that that was, you know, kind of like our Berserk show last week, a, a, a just small pebble, a, a petty stone in the road. And you stand up and you keep walking. Right. And and uh, and you get stronger from that experience. But then you can also then say, but some people don't. And they just kill themselves because they're full of despair. from the <laughs> that happen, Right. But I'll get it right next bed, time. Right. Yeah. But um, Uh, but yeah, that was a really, a really cool point. Um, and again, hitting on all of these themes that, um, I know I've been, you know, like listening to, uh, Anthony peak books and podcasts and things like that. And all the guests that he has on his show and all these interesting people, it's all, it's all kind of going back to, um, these same archetypes of like, you know, trauma cycles and, um, you know, the trickster again, move, moving us forward. These, these, you know getting rid of the idea of like benevolence in a god or something right where it's like no there's just challenges and you face them and overcome them or you don't right and so but then of course like you were saying you either you either get it right the next time you reincarnate your consciousness is in a new bot whatever you want to call it right kind of thing so yeah um and uh and then the interconnectedness of all of us too right the non-dualism which is uh the you know like like the great bill Hicks, because anthony peak always does the bill hicks quote of um you know we are all uh one singular consciousness experiencing itself subjectively yeah Um, and uh, which goes back to which i'm surprised they didn't talk about this specifically and and it's uh now it was interesting he kind of mentions it in a roundabout way but and it's right in the title of of this but gnosticism right um because again, for a quick rundown of Gnosticism, uh, Christian Gnostics are just the Gnostics who came up as a subsect of Christianity, but also they became hated by Christianity because they were kind of mixing in uh, pre what is it pre Socratic yeah like Platonic um, Greek ideals and philosophies that um, the God Yahweh that uh, you know the Jews and then then later the Christians worship. Is actually this thing called the Demiurge, who is a false god, who is the god of material existence, the god of things, the god of of of, um, of matter, basically. So he can create anything, but that, but then unfortunately, the god is called the blind god because he doesn't know that he was created by a dream of the true light of creation, which they called Sophia, this female force, um, and that people like Jesus were actually circumventing even the own structure of the religions at the time and saying, hey, you don't need the church or any sort of power structure to to commune with uh, God because you are a small portion of God. There is a divine light trapped inside your body, literally trapped inside matter. And And if you try to live a life where you're trying to get back to that and communicate with that, then you will like, if that's what you truly want, if that's what your soul wants, you will. Right. And so, but then it gets bogged down with pomp and circumstance and ritual and all the sorts of stuff too. Right. But, but Ram Dass says, uh, that he's like the council of Nice in Constantinople. They threw out, he's like humanity got fucked basically when they threw out all of those parts. And part of those were the Gnostic texts. Part of those were the book of Enoch. You know, we've talked about those, uh, the book of Enoch, especially ad nauseum on this show. So, um, because those were any, he, and he said specifically because they wanted to, the powerful wanted to have, keep the power for themselves and all of those books, book of Enoch, the Gnostic texts, uh, one other one, I can't remember. They're all part of the Judeo kind of Christian history, but they're the more what now we would call the more mystical texts because they gave more power to the individual in the hierarchy of spirituality, not if you don't do this and talk to Jesus like this, you're fucked and you're going to hell forever. You know, it's like, that was, that was the church instilling fear in society and trying to get them to, to, you know, stick to certain rules. And I mean, the poor bastards can't have pork, you know, <laughs> can't have a fucking nice bacon burger. I mean, what the hell's life worth living if you can't have that? So a right.
1: couple shrimps.
0: Yeah. <laughs> There's a guy on, uh, uh, a podcast who I like him a lot, who I like him a lot. I like him a lot but he's a New Yorker and most East coasters have this. when they move out to California, like he has, or, or they've been to California a bunch, like they always do the eh, in and out kind of sucks. It's not actually as good as they say. And it's like, and he, he's more fair. He's like, it's just boring. He's like, that's all you get when you go to, now. he's like, but his logic is so weird to me where he's like, he's like, I, if I can't put bacon on my burger, then I don't want to eat that burger. And like, I like, <laughs> I really like a bacon burger, but like, a burger burger to me is kind of like almost an archetype like sandwich. I mean, it is as part of as a sandwich, but there are so many types of burgers that are all good and they don't all need bacon, you know? Right, (laughs) right, right. (laughs) Just very, it's like a very weird sticking point, but I mean, yeah, just like Howard Stern, his kind of neuroses is part of what makes him funny and interesting and stuff too. But, um, and very opinionated, but, um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, this was like, again, like this was, this is like two, like you were saying, uh, kind of like a guy that's a little more science oriented in Terrence McKenna, even though his science led him to more of a sort of a spiritual understanding of things. And then Ram Dass, who also came from science and then went extremely into the spiritual side of things. But it's really cool to see two people who have a little bit more of a balance of those two things. um, talking to each other at a deep level at an intellectual level and not having a debate you know what I mean they're like just like it's um and it's like I think there's something intrinsic where it's like guys like this are inherently more interesting to listen to because they're not just one or the other like because they there's so much more critical thinking involved to to weave the two together and see the the parallels get to a point yeah yeah and so and I think that's why I got so obsessed with Anthony Pete, cause I was like, man, this guy is like with the the latest in science, right He's pulling in these scientists and research papers and all this stuff to support like very minute specific things, and he's like, and here's seventeen papers i that I read that all have those that that theoretically those points in them too, you know, so um, it was like a like a culmination of that, you know, but uh he fucking shared uh his list of books and recent and scientific articles and journals that he read for he's uh his new book the first draft is due in march to his publisher and it's going to be the near death experience the un- the untold story or the, or the finals to something like that the final solution i think <laughs> uh <laughs> what it's called but uh is he's uh, like 70 right he's yeah he's, he like just turned 70 or something yeah, so yeah it's crazy um but uh he um it's his 13th book and it's going to be like um the definitive kind of like cause, and so because i think i've said i mentioned it before but he literally has read for this book like over 150 research articles, all of the research articles that exist since research articles were cataloged on near death experiences and, which is really fat but then but then he has like another 120 things that he fuck it's like crazy like the amount of of reading and research he does but um which is why i never shut up about him because it's like if you to answer uh i don't know if i hate my life Eight is still listening but if you want an answer to the question what's your favorite branch of philosophy i'm not going to say the favorite branch but i will say read anthony peaks cheating the ferryman it's a book and uh uh that's you know when i'm talking about him that's kind of the that's the the most up-to-date version of how he kind of thinks of the nature of reality and consciousness. So, uh, it was, came out 2022 recent book. Um, but, uh, I'm trying to think they talk about, you know, we talk about trauma, archaic, you know, search for archaic knowledge. Um,
1: then they kind of, yeah, he's like kind of towards the end. He's like, I'm the lesser evolved. And he's like, I'm the upper evolved, but I believe you're the upper evolved, but you portray yourself as the lesser. And that's how you get life is,
0: right right, right. Who you
1: think you are versus who you are and what is real and all that
0: <clears throat> yeah um yeah he again it's uh, yeah all going back to like understanding ego death and non-dualism where he's like ram is is saying everything that is out there is just being itself so for something like the death of someone, di- you know, the death of an AIDS victim, right? Which he would, yeah. he, I guess that was a big thing he did was go and talk to uh, people dying of AIDS in their hospice care. And he's like, they're just going through a process, right? It's it's me and it's my past and my trauma bringing things up in me as I react to this that make it disturbing, sad, devastating, you know, all this stuff. He's like, but it's just being it. It's just a process. There's no good or bad in it. But to understand that there's no good or bad in it, you have to always be feeling the good and bad in it too, right? You You can't have, you can't have everything with just one side or the other, you know? Yeah. Um, and then he was also saying, oh yeah, because they talked about how suffering, people tend to choose that either suffering is a huge gift and I need suffering and blah, 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 or like, or the depressed and need suffering, uh, or they think that suffering is awful and should be avoided, you know? But it's like, but he was like, yeah, when I'm with a, you know, an AIDS, AIDS victim. Uh, I'm like, this is the most fucked up, sad thing ever, but it's also, he's like, but I'm also giggling, which I mean, <laughs> taken out of context, <laughs> that is like cynically fucked up, but he's right. trying to say like, I'm so excited for this journey that this person is going to go on. Right. After right, right. this, you know, and they, we talk about that more in the becoming nothing. Cause there was a whole segment on this lady that was his friend that was dying and, of oh, right, and all right, this right. stuff. And so, um, But he's like, but in the meantime, I'm, I cried. It was, it was, you know what I mean? It was sad, but, um, and if you, and, and a lot of this episode sounds a lot like trauma therapy too. Like a lot of because you know, there's definitely some, uh, open-minded, um, neuroscience and as well as like Eastern philosophical influence in it. Um, because also if you're only thinking in Eastern philosophical terms or you're only thinking in Western, you're missing what. You know, it's, I mean, this is reductive, but what, happened, what half the, <laughs> Hey, what about us? Come on. We're yeah. out here making sausage and <laughs> deep dish pizza. You got it all. Yeah. No, uh, Chicago style isn't deep dishes. The locals. It's actually tavern style pizza. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> like they got tavern style pizza everywhere. Like, give me a fucking break. That's the real Chicago style. I'm like, go fuck yourself. As I turn it's into a New Yorker. It's
1: yeah. It's a soupy mess.
0: Yeah, it's just <laughs> it's just <lasagne>. <laughs> Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah people call it a casserole and i'm like it's not a casserole like it's a pie you fuck it like if you're gonna call it something, it's a pie but you know um anyway uh but yeah if you're you're if you're only understanding eastern and we- eastern or western philosophy and then you're missing out on half of existence in philo- philosophy too you know so um but uh yeah it's it's um a lot about not avoiding pain. And embracing the happiness, which, which sounds, or the joy, right? That, which sounds like a no brainer, but I've, I'm guilty of this all the time. Like, I mean, like where, where you can't, there should be a moment that should be, that is joyous. And yet you sit there and think of the bad things that can happen. You say, oh, it's, this isn't going to last or whatever. And it's instead of just being in the moment and experiencing it. Right. And, and it is interesting too, because, uh, as I've gotten away from my old career uh i and i've said this before i'm sleeping better uh i'm like keeping keeping more weight up i've also worked out i've also trained uh 28 times in the last 30 days i try to challenge myself to just train every day um before my trip where you know i'm not gonna like have any of my stuff or anything so Mm -hmm. um but uh and man what a difference it makes it's crazy but uh um the fuck was i saying oh uh, uh In the moment. yes <laughs> uh as i've gotten away from the old career that was just was just a parasite on me on my kind of my core being right like it's it's something i never cared about it's something i never cared to be good at but it, you know it, it was it was the path that my parents laid out for me not because they encouraged me but because they they didn't show me the way towards anything so i just kind of did what you know, kind of my ego said it's like, well, you gotta get a job. You gotta just, you know, fucking be stable and have money in a roof over your head. And it's like, sure, you, you have to have those things. But since getting away from that, I can feel like all of these things that that I've wanted to be or ways that I've wanted to be or wish that I would be are falling into place more. And it's because now I'm actually like talking about things that I feel like I'm better and smarter at talking about and not you know, and nothing against, nothing against corporate careers. Right. But it's like not things that were meaningless to me, like, Oh, the revenue of this, and we got to get the ROI and we got to do this strategy and like, blah, blah, blah. I worked for a lot of Chicago based companies. So it just yeah, kind yeah. of uh, <laughs> shaved off on me, rubbed off. On yeah. me. <laughs> I guess rubbed off sounds gross, <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> um, oh yeah, stroking the provolone down there. <laughs> uh, but, uh, so I understand what, understand what, rom is saying because it's like if you start living how you feel deep down inside like how your instincts and your gut tell you to live you feel more aligned with yourself and you stop there's there's not this schism so much of what i talked about in therapy is like feeling a schism with like the person that i wanted to be since i was a little kid um and felt like i was especially after my parents divorce But I never thought I could be, or I didn't, I didn't really know who that person was. And so now the schism is just becoming more and more aligned. And, and then you start just being able to be like, oh, like you start being able to look at things from the outside and not stressing so much. And it also helps that you don't have fucking idiots who are uh, deciding on whether you get paid or not, who have, who have no little to no intelligence, no strategy, no anything uh uh greed-based leadership ways manipulating your life and your co-worker's life and everything for because they're publicly traded or whatever you know but uh, so that Mm -hmm. helps a lot but um toxic environment for me for sure but um but yeah it's it's uh and like you know McKenna like he gets you know gets a fucking brain tumor sadly but at least you know like he says here he's like uh like Bilbo Baggins said uh the greatest adventure is what lies ahead. And I'm going to keep thinking that even when they lower my box into the ground. <laughs> and, uh, and then, you know, Ram Dass says that too. That's kind of how they, they finish off. Um, I you guys had balls. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I did send that clip today. I think to the twinking off thread of the girl where they're imitating <laughs> the scene from, the hobbit and it's like where are you going mr bilbo oh yeah, so yeah i'm yeah, off yeah. an adventure and yeah, I think I in a parking lot like trying to act out this stupid scene but, right right um but uh but yeah it was good i
1: recommend watching it i want to watch these others because it's just yeah, terrence interviewing other people yes
0: and um, it is available on youtube in full i was gonna well. say it's
1: pretty old so. yeah so
0: i looked it up and there was all all five couple channels had um the full five episodes so yeah i would <laughs> definitely watch this for sure um fun to get uh this person they hate i hate my life eight (laughs) uh in the chat because they they might have they might have uh got cummed in i was gonna say that's not right they might have rubbed off (laughs) they might have come in because i tagged consciousness and like reality and stuff like that in there so um nice to get some new some new blood some new cum some new mud ketchup in here new
1: dna's
0: yeah um but yeah i would highly recommend it i was very pleasantly not surprised but i think especially it was nice that uh because the biggest criticism i had of the becoming nobody Ramdas um documentary kind of movie thing that we covered last year was not Ramdas himself it was the fucking douchebag yeah i was gonna say yes sucker offer guy (laughs) who was obsessed with him and was really annoying but um but uh, yeah this is kind of uh I guess both of them in their prime or maybe just barely past their prime I would think. Well, in
1: like a raw version cuz yeah, it's right. not suck off best. It's two guys talking and sparring exactly. in an yeah. interesting
0: way. And so. also uh, just a quick thing too, the opening credits it's almost like they made an old-looking Gaia logo to go in this cuz it was like Gaia presents, right, but right. it looked like it was all filmed, you know, scratch. Well, yeah, cuz yeah, way pri- Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which I mean, I appreciated the effort if they actually did that on purpose, but, um, but anyway, but yeah, uh, definitely recommend Prognosis, uh, Terrence McKenna's Prognosis with Ram Dass. Uh, his other guests are people I've never heard of before, but I am interested. are right. like some of them are scientists, some of them are, um, like I think the final one is like Sasha something, who is like the, fa- the gro- the the Godfather of uh, Pharma Pharma of growing psychedelics i guess something like mm. that pharma whatever biology so yeah. um uh, but yeah other than that uh thank you for listening to us thank you to, uh thank you for subscribing following whatever that little button is to get notified of new episodes on apple Podcasts, Spotify, your favorite podcast service thank you for heading over to black hole supply company.com and uh black hole supply company the store in cape and Cal collectibles here in orchard california Getting those uh, pieces of merch, disc golf discs, disc golf apparel, helping Steve out with a little graffito, as they say, in Italy. see. Uh, and uh, yeah, uh, follow us on Instagram at uh, probing aliens. And uh, I haven't been fucking TikTok for a while anyway. Yeah. But, uh, just follow us on Instagram. We, uh, we post our stories and where to. When to watch us when we're going live on Twitch, uh, subscribe to our Twitch, twitch.tv. If you know that, stop talking so fast. Twitch.tv slash elding ancient aliens. Just like a few of us. Oh my God. A few of you did tonight. Gotta go. Uh, listen to our other podcast, No Gods, No Glory, the Berserk podcast, also on your favorite podcast service of choice. Um, oddly enough, probably a very similar vibe to this episode in that show because that, that comic, that manga, is dealing with very heavy existential character progression and things like that. So, um, lots of philosophical talk on that show too, as well as demons and swords. Yes, um, but uh, yeah. Other than that, we love you, and sexually, we are. Bye. Bye.